Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Chalantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, this is your host, Lauren, and you are listening to episode 134, EMF Radiation Health with R blank. And if you guys are interested in learning about more on essential oils, my team is hosting a live essential oils class every Monday at 2 p.m. and at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Head over to the show notes to use that link to sign up as classes do fill up. Once you sign up, you'll immediately receive our class link via Zoom, along with class notes package to print for the class. Whether you're curious about what doTERRA oils could do for you or would want to refresh on how to use these bottles that you might already own, you will love this class and feel the impact of our beautiful community. I hope to see you guys there. And without further ado, please enjoy episode 134, EMF Radiation Health with R blank. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, this is your host, Lauren, and this is a show you learn how your body and your emotions are not in the way but actually leading the way. And today we have the amazing R blank. We're talking about EMF radiation health and safety. He is a CEO of shield your body whose mission it is to make technology safer with hundreds of thousands of customers in over 30 countries and having been interviewed on platforms ranging from ABC television to electric sense R is internationally followed experts on issues of EMF health and safety. He was inspired to create SYB, or Shield Your Body, when he co-authored the best-selling book, Overpowered, with his father, Dr. Martin Blake, one of the world's most leading EMF scientists, and he has degrees from Columbia University and UCLA. So one smart cookie, welcome to the show, R. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lauren. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I told you off air, we were talking, I'm excited to dive into this. I can't believe I haven't had anybody on suck EMF or anything about technology into this point. So, you know, the stage is yours, but I would love, obviously it runs in the family, um, <laughs> but I would love to hear kind of how you got to that point. Uh, maybe your own personal transformation of how shield your body came to fruition. Sure. So, uh, well, as you mentioned, my father was Dr. Martin blank and, um, He'd been doing this type of research. So he did a very specific type of research at, at Columbia University Medical School about the effects of EMF on, on cells. And he'd been doing that almost my entire life. And so I, I was kind of aware of the issue and I knew why we didn't have a microwave oven. And I knew why I wasn't supposed to get a cell phone. Uh, but I, I wasn't really deep into the issue. So then it was 2012. And my father had a contract to write a book. And while he was a very, very smart man and a very good writer, um, his experience was writing for other academics. And this book was supposed to be for real people. And so he was having some trouble and he asked me for some help. And uh, that book became overpowered. And I I jumped in and, and, and just started writing it with him. Um, 
And in the course of writing that book, I mean, obviously I, I learned a lot because that book goes, uh, about half of it is very heavy on the science. Um, and But explained in ways that regular people can understand and communicates what the significance of the science is really telling us. Um, and in the course of writing that book, uh, not only did I get that education, I realized that the science is really quite strong. And this was almost 10 years ago. It's even stronger now because sometimes, you know, if you'll see it covered on the news, they'll say there's a debate, you know, does is cell, are cell phones harmful? Do cell phones cause cancer? It's always posed in the form of a debate, uh, two sides to the question. And really what the science is showing, it is very strong that this stuff is bioactive, this stuff is harmful. But at the same time, the sources of this stuff, the sources of EMF, uh, they're not only everywhere around us, they form the entire basis of modern society. So you can't get rid of them unless you're willing to go back to, you know, basically the 1850s before the light bulb. And so I realized, you know, this stuff is harmful. The science is very clear, but this stuff is unavoidable. So there have to be safer ways to use technology. And that's where the idea for, for SYB, what became SYB uh, came from. That was 2012. In 2013, I launched my first product. Amazing. Yeah. I, it blows my mind. It's kind of, it's avoidable. Really. I mean, unless you're Amish, but even Amish people have to deal with radiation elsewhere because of all of us, <laughs> you know, up in Ohio, we, we do have a lot of Amish people, but it's funny because my parents just redid their house and they'll have somebody else drive them in a car. They'll have their cell phones that they will only plug in and use in people's houses. They still, I mean, depending on their religion, they still get affected, but um, how can we protect ourselves? Because it's inevitable. It's everywhere. And I, you know, we can get into this, maybe this question or later and the impacts of 5G. And I feel like it's just going to keep going and going and going. Mm -hmm. So the way to protect yourself, I call, this actually came from my father, but slightly rebranded, uh, the two key rules of EMF protection. And those are minimize and maximize. So you want to minimize your use of EMF emitting technology and maximize the distance. Now, I guess before I get a little bit further into that, I should step back a little bit. EMF is emitted by every, it's a form of energy, electromagnetic, it stands for electromagnetic field. It's also sometimes called electromagnetic radiation. It's a form of energy and it comes from everything that runs on electricity and everything that communicates wirelessly. So that those are the sources that we're talking about here, which is increasingly everything in our lives, as you've noted. And so, so the, the, the best ways to protect yourself, again, going back, is minimize and maximize, the two key rules. So minimize your use of EMF emitting technology. And then the second is maximize the distance between the technology and your body when it is in use. Now, these, these are actually quite quite simple to implement, right? Because the goal is not to eliminate your exposure to EMF. That's impossible and you drive yourself crazy trying to accomplish that. The goal is to reduce it. And so minimizing your use of EMF emitting technology, that could mean uh, putting your phone into airplane mode when you're not actively using it. It could mean not buying a smartwatch. It could mean not buying a smart fridge or a smart thermostat. 
It could mean turning off your Wi-Fi at night when you're not even using it. There are all these different ways to minimize your use. And that's I think it's becoming increasingly important as more and more of these products are turning into, you know, they call them smart. Um, when, some, when a product gets smart, that means it, it becomes another source of this wireless EMF radiation. And, you know, really consider, do I really need that smart? I mean, honest to God, there is a smart tampon on the market. Do you really need a smart tampon? Do you need, really need a smart kitty litter uh, box? Do you re- All of these things that are smart, do you really need them? And the answer almost all the time is no. Uh, and so that's what I mean by minimize. Now, the second, and, and that one's kind of obvious. Uh, the second one is maximize, right? Maximize the distance. This one might be a little less intuitive, so I want to explain it. The power, so... The power of EMF radiation diminishes exponentially with distance. And so that means if you have your phone one inch away from you and you have it two inches away from you, when you've gone from one to two inches, you've cut the power of that exposure by 75%. That's what an exponential decline in power means. And so the further you can keep this tech away from your body, the lower your exposure will be and the safer you will be. So Examples of that are not using your laptop in your lap, keeping your Wi-Fi router as far away from where people spend their time in your house as possible, and never carrying your phone in your pocket or your bra, which so many people do. These are all examples. So those are the two key rules that anyone can start implementing right away to reduce their exposure and reduce their corresponding health risk. Um, Once you get beyond that, then there's also EMF protection products, uh, like the ones that that, uh, we make here at Shield Your Body. And so that would include, for instance, my phone pouch, which makes it safer to carry your phone, the laptop pad, which makes it safer to use your laptop, Uh, air tube headsets, which uh, make it uh, safer to to use headsets with your phone. So there's all sorts of ways you can further reduce your exposure by using EMF protection products. But the best most important things to do are minimize and maximize. Yeah, I know you said headphones there. I I was just going to ask you about that because I go out of my way not to use earbuds, either wireless earbuds or because they're right, they're in your ear, even though your your phone's not next to you, those earbuds are Mm -hmm. speaking with your phone. Could you explain a little bit more about that and why the air tubes are better? Sure. So um, AirPods are the most popular example these days of these Bluetooth headsets, but they've been around now, you know, for decades. They use a technology called Bluetooth, which um, is a a form of wireless communication that is very similar to Wi-Fi and quite similar to cell phones as well. So it uses the same type of it's called radio frequency or microwave radiation uh, to communicate wirelessly with whatever devices it's paired with. Now, with Bluetooth, you have the device, like the AirPods, they have much less power than a cell phone, right? Because a cell phone is designed to be able to communicate over many, many miles. Um, whereas Bluetooth, uh, depending on, there's, there's, a few, there's three types, but you know, basically 10 to 30 feet is the distance for Bluetooth. And so they have much less power. Um, at the same time, they're designed to be, as, as you noted, held against your body for extended periods of time. And when you're talking about in the ear, it's in close proximity to the brain and at a part of the head that has no skull, there's a hole in the skull there because that's how your ear works. And um, 
that means even the, the, the level of natural shielding that your skull provides isn't present. So all of the same types of health risks that are associated uh, or linked with uh, Wi-Fi radiation and cell phone radiation, these still apply with Bluetooth devices like AirPods. Um, in terms of you know, what the science says about AirPods and similar products, you know, we don't have the science because AirPods, like basically all of this technology, it's always deployed first without any long-term testing. And then over the coming years and decades, we get the long-term testing. So we didn't know what cell phones would do to us uh, in 1979 when they were invented. Um, that came later. We didn't know what Wi-Fi would do to us, although we had some ideas because by then the cell phone studies had started accumulating. Uh, and now Bluetooth is being deployed without any long-term testing into its health effects. Um, and so that's just how this stuff is released to the market. People really, uh, that's one of the points I would really like your listeners to, to take home from this. This stuff, just because they're selling it, it does not mean it is safe. They release this technology without any long-term testing into the health effects. The studies come later. And what are some of the studies? I mean, I know there's a lot. What are some, I guess, if you could do a brief overview, what, what research is out there right now for the health risk? Sure. So, yeah, you, as you note, there is a lot. Um, depending on how you count it, there's thousands of studies uh, or tens of thousands of studies. Um, into this question. Um, and what's interesting and what people may not appreciate, right? Because, you know, when, when you think to, to the extent that people think of this stuff, they'll think about, oh, is our cell phones dangerous? Do they cause brain tumors? And that's a really concerning health outcome. Uh, it's kind of terrifying. We all want to avoid brain tumors. Um, but what people, what I would like people to understand is there are a wide range of negative health outcomes linked to cell phone use, to Wi-Fi exposure, to power lines. Um, what the science is showing is that the, we see these negative health outcomes in almost every different system in our body. So for instance, yes, brain tumors, uh, but there's science about thyroid cancer and there's science about colorectal cancer from people carrying their phones in their pockets. There's very strong science in infertility uh, particularly in men, uh, again, particularly in those who carry phones in their pockets or use laptops in their laps. There is science about uh, increased rate uh, risk of miscarriage. There's science about increased rates of asthma in children uh, whose mothers were exposed to high levels of EMF in utero, uh, when the child was in utero. We see studies into sleep disruption, anxiety, uh, leakage of the blood brain barrier, which it's, you know, a lot of people might not have heard of, but it's a, it's a very important shield that helps protect your body from, from viruses and pollution. Um, there's, there's a lot of science into the effects on DNA that exposure to cordless phone, cell phone radiation can damage and destroy DNA leading to mutations or cell death. So we're seeing these health, negative health effects, and by the way, I want to be clear, the science that I'm citing, um, and I, I'm not citing individual studies because that would be boring for people, but they can obviously learn a lot on my website where we do link to this stuff. The science that I'm citing is high quality peer reviewed science. 
this is, it, I, I just want to underscore, and, and this is part of what I was saying, what hit me when I was writing over power with my father, the science is really strong. And as I say, it, it impacts all of these different systems. And it's not just humans. Uh, there's uh, extensive science into the effects on this type of radiation on bees and its possible contribution to colony collapse disorder. There's science uh, in terms of um, uh, birds and disruption of migratory patterns, which leads to, to, uh, to death. Um, there's science even in, in sea turtles uh, because of under underwater radar from military installations and what that does to sea turtles, their migratory patterns, their ability to reproduce. So, and we see it in trees and we see it in plants. The, the, what, what, what people need to understand is that life, um, you know, I know you talk about this a lot on your podcast, right. In terms of energy. And when, and when people talk about energy, it sometimes has a um, a sort of uh, how would I say a, a spiritual bent to it, which which it does. But what people need to understand is that we literally are beings of energy in scientific terms. Uh, the way our brains communicate with the different parts of our body that involves sending uh, EMF signals uh, through our nervous system. The way we get signals back to our brain uh, is with EMF. Um, our entire body is controlled and regulated by EMF signals. And so when we're introducing all of these foreign signals with much higher power than our bodies are used to, uh, there is a tremendous amount of potential for disruption of our biological systems, which is one reason uh, I believe we see uh, these negative health outcomes in so many different biological systems. Now, when you're saying this in my mind, I think... I'm overgeneralizing right now. Is it because all of these frequencies of EMF, 5G, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth are basically in, incoherent energies versus coherent energy? Is that, for, is that kind of what's overpowering our own homeostasis, if you will? Sure. So if I can step back a little bit yeah, to answer please. that question. Yeah. So uh, as I said before, EMF stands for electromagnetic field. It's a form of energy. It's created by a combination of electrical and magnetic forces. Um, and there's a spectrum of EMF. There's different kinds. Right in the middle of that spectrum is visible light, like we get from the sun. Um, and then there's forms of EMF that have more energy than sunlight. Those are called ionizing because they have so much energy, they can knock electrons loose from cells. These include things like X-rays and gamma rays. These are known universally accepted to be incredibly dangerous, even in incredibly small doses, which is why when you go to the dentist to get an X-ray, they cover you in lead and leave the room while they do it, right? Because that stuff is super dangerous. So then again, that was more energy than visible light. Then there's a whole set of EMF that has less energy than visible light. And that's what we're talking about here. So that includes things like radio waves and microwaves. Um, and what I think the, the way to understand it is that for all of not only human evolution, but evolution of life on earth, the only sources of EMF that we were exposed to and that other forms of life were exposed to were basically sunlight and the earth's own magnetic field, which is very, very, very low energy. And 
all of these other forms of EMF that you and I have been talking about, those weren't present for the entire history of human evolution and the evolution of life on Earth. And so these are foreign forces. We have not evolved to, um, to coexist. Uh, our bodies have not evolved to exist alongside these things. And that's why they are so disruptive to, to life. Um, the, the thing, is, you know, with EMF, it's invisible. It's odorless. You can't see, touch, smell, taste it. Um, and so it's easy for people not only to ignore, but to have no idea how much there is around them. If you could see EMF, you would realize that we are, we are swimming in this massive sea of this stuff that didn't even exist 150 years ago. And every year there's more and more and more of it. And it's, our bodies are not designed to cope with those exposures. And that's why, and also just by way of comparison, you know, I mentioned the body runs on EMF. We're talking about really, really, really low power versus these super high powered sources. Like a cell phone has so much, emits EMF with so much more power than your body uses. It's not even comparable. So the way I would state it in a, in a metaphor is, imagine you and I are having a calm conversation. We're just talking back and forth. And then a billion people start screaming gibberish right around us. And we can no longer hear each other. We can no longer communicate with each other. That's what these forces are doing to our body's ability to, to communicate with itself and regulate itself. And I know from my own personal research, there was a lot that was coming out right as 5G the past year, two years came out mm -hmm. that it was, I felt like it was almost implemented right in the middle of pandemic when people weren't noticing all these souped up or new 5G cell towers were coming up. There's a lot, even though there's, you know, we're catching up science wise, but from what I've seen, there's not a lot of great things that come with 5G other than faster internet in terms of exposure. What, what have you seen? What's the difference between 5G and maybe 4G or 3G? Sure. So yeah, uh, great question. So as a starting point, 5G, it stands for fifth generation, right? Just like 4G was the fourth generation. And that means of a cell phone network. So 1G was created in 1979. I forget the exact dates. 2G was in the 80s. 3G was in the 90s. 4G in the, uh, in the 2000s and so forth. And they each brought different sets of capabilities, uh, right? So 3G brought the mobile internet. 4G brought a better mobile internet. 5G is supposed to bring these massive download speeds. Um, so... Uh, so that, that, that's just a starting point for what 5G means. Um, what it actually is, is a different network. So they've actually redesigned the network and, and there's several technical aspects about, about how that works. Um, then in terms of the EMF, you'll recall, I mentioned, you know, there's different types of EMF. 5G is designed to use a whole new set of frequencies that have never before been used in consumer applications. So that doesn't, these, I, I wanna be clear, the initial deployments are still using the same frequencies as 4G, but in the future, 5G will change and expand to include these 
these additional frequencies that go up to what's called millimeter wave because of because of how high energy they are. They're, the waves get shorter and they're called millimeter wave. Um, so one reason people are worried about 5G is because this is not, these, these forms of EMF are not, have not been studied. Um, you know, because there is now decades of science into cell phones, but that was based on on the energy, the, the, the energy waves that, that were used by those generations of cell phones. The, the new 5G frequencies have, have, have not been studied. Um, they are actually, I said they're not used in consumer applications. Um, they, they, there is one actual use that we know of, which is they're, they're used in military grade weaponry. Um, so these, these frequencies can be weaponized uh, to, to uh, inflict pain, discomfort and disable, for instance, rioters or crowds. You can direct this energy at, at people. And, and, and that's, I know it sounds a little weird to say it, that's, that's real. You can you can look that up. <laughs> so so the frequencies, right? That you're exposing a whole bunch of humanity to a whole set of new frequencies that have not been tested in terms of not even their long-term health effects, their their short-term health effects. Um, there there's there in a, in addition because I, I mentioned five G uses these higher energy waves, they don't travel as far which means you're gonna have an infrastructure that's much more dense. So you're gonna have 5G antennas if you live in a city on every block and you might not recognize them because they look a lot different than 4G towers. So they might be on top of a traffic light, they might be on top of a stop sign, they might be on top of a lamppost. They're, they're, they're called small cells because they, they're small and they can just kind of hide in the environment, but there's gonna be a lot more of them. Um, but here's the part about 5G that worries me um, the most. And it's, it's, to me, it's not the frequencies. I agree, those aren't tested, but you know, what we know from the past is, is uh, it's not good um, because there, there hasn't been, we haven't found a set of frequencies that's safe. We see different health effects at, 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 you know, from all of these. The part that worries me is the fact is 5G was designed from the ground up to support a much bigger internet, right? So it's being sold to people as a faster internet. But as we talked about earlier, all of these different things are popping up that are smart. You have smart TVs, smart speakers, smart fridges, smart thermostats. You have smart cars that require a tremendous amount of data. You have the smart utility grid. There's everything that's becoming smart. And the 4G network was becoming jammed. And so 5G was designed from the ground up, not only to power a faster internet, but a much bigger internet. And that paves the way for more and more and more things in our lives, um, especially when we're out and about, to be smart, to become new sources of EMF. And what 5G is doing is setting the, the path for a, a, a multiple order of magnitude uh, increase in the number of exposures that we have. And that's the part of 5G that really worries me um, because it's just being, again, it's being done without any long-term testing. And we know there is a dose response relationship in terms of EMF and our health effects. So, and I'll, I'll, this will be the last point in this answer here, but this is important, right? So a dose response relationship, 
is the more of something you have, the more of the result you see. So when it comes to, for instance, drinking alcohol, the more alcohol you drink, the more inebriated you become. That's a dose-response relationship. With EMF, the science is clear that there is a dose-response relationship. The more EMF you are exposed to, the greater your health risk. And this order, multiple order of magnitude explosion in the number of sources in our environment is going to lead to corresponding significant increases in all of our exposures. And that's that's the part of 5G that, that I think people just aren't talking about enough. Yeah, for me, I don't know anything about this, but barely little topics about Web 3.0, like how the, the next evolution of like the internet and having all these different things communicate within the internet, like the experience itself is going to become all encompassing, if you will. That's what made me think of is um, shifting into that environment. But also, you know, I, I feel like, yes, we can try to protect ourselves, but is there a way to create this technology in a, a cleaner way? Like, you know, fossil fuels, versus green energy it, I, is yeah, there a different I believe, solution <laughs> well there's definitely safer ways to build yeah. this stuff um so and, and there's lots of different examples um so for example you know there's a um there's a baby monitor that uh was made in china i don't know if it still is i believe it was called the baby safe baby monitor right because baby monitors are wireless they're a source of emf and and babies are more vulnerable to damage from these exposures than we are. Uh, but baby monitors add a lot of real value to people. So what BabySafe did is they created a monitor that doesn't transmit unless it hears something, right? So when it hears something, then it'll send out the signal. But when it's not hearing anything, it's not constantly radiating uh, these, uh, these forces in the room where the baby is located. That's one example of right away, something that is much, much safer than the standard version of that product. There is a company in the Netherlands that makes a low powered Wi-Fi router, right? Because the, the best solution is to get rid of Wi-Fi and, and use ethernet in your house. But I deal with regular consumers all the time. That's not a step that a lot of people are willing to take. And so what uh, this company did was create a Wi-Fi router that emits 90% less EMF radiation than other Wi-Fi routers. And I, 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 I didn't get into the code, but he, he does it by rewriting the code and, uh, and changing the way the signal operates. And, you know, that's an, ex that right there, that's an example of, you know, he, 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 <laughs> he just cut the power by 90% by rewriting the code. And, you know, the company didn't do that because the company isn't compelled to do that by regulations. So there are definitely ways that this stuff could be made safer. I am not an electrical engineer. I don't know the ins and outs of every product, but there are definitely ways where all of these products could be designed much, much more safely from the perspective of EMF exposure. And they're just not being compelled. They're not going to do it voluntarily. Uh, they're, and they're not being compelled to by regulations. And that's where the disconnect is. But yes, this stuff could definitely be much more safe. I would also advocate that we don't need as much of it. Like I said earlier, the uh, smart tampon is a product I think the world could do without. Uh, yeah, I would think I would not want radiation down there. Yeah, <laughs> whatsoever. That, that's a very sensitive 
area. <laughs> uh, yeah. Talk about infertility. Um, anyway, I definitely digress on that. Yeah. For me, I think about the food industry, if you will, whether, you know, buying organic and just because it's organic, you can buy organic Oreos, but follow the money <laughs> people, you know, so pay, vote with your dollar. And yes. that, that makes me hopeful because I, you know, I get into this EMF 5G things and I can be, I can feel a little down. I'm not going to lie about the overwhelming, you know, that I feel like sometimes I don't have a voice. I don't, I can't control it, but you can vote with your dollar. You know what you put in your own house. Yes. Distancing yourself, you know, using products like shield your body provides. That's what I do with food. You know, we, you know, we try to shop local organic when we can less processed food. No, you know, GMO at the very least non-GMO, but yeah. So we talked about the, the distancing other than, can we talk a little bit briefly about the other types of products you guys offer? We talked briefly about the um, ear tubes instead of the wireless earphones, but what are different solutions you guys offer that people might be interested in after being like, Oh my gosh, I can't avoid any of this. <laughs> so, so my products fall into a couple of different categories. Um, there are electronics accessories. So I mentioned a phone pouch. That is a very popular product. Um, and that makes it safer to carry your phone. Uh, be by, uh, I, I'm sorry, I, I forgot we were going to be on camera. I didn't bring my phone pouch uh, next to my desk. But uh, you put your phone in the phone pouch. The back is shielded and the front isn't. So that means when you're carrying your phone in your pocket or on your belt, it deflects the radiation away from your body while, while still allowing your phone to function. You, uh, we talked about the air tube headsets. Those don't use wire. They use air uh, in a silicone tube. So the wire would normally conduct some of this radiation from your phone uh, up to your ear. Using an air tube makes that safer. Uh, I mentioned the laptop pad. That's a shield. Again, you know, you should not use your laptop on your lap, but there are people who still do. And if you do, the laptop pad is a shield that goes under your laptop to deflect the radiation away from, from your lap uh, and, and body. So those are products, like I said, that are uh, electronics accessories. I also have um, a sling bag, which is like a small backpack. Um, so that's big, you know, for if you're carrying, let's say not just your phone, but your iPad or your Kindle or your uh, Nintendo Switch or whatever it is, that would fit in there. And again, it, the back is shielded, the front isn't. So it deflects radiation away from your body. Then I have a, uh, a growing catalog of apparel products. And apparel is great because it's a great way to protect the, the, the electronics accessories are good for uh, protecting yourself from sources that are in your control, right? I mentioned the phone that you're carrying or the laptop that you're using. Um, but there's a whole bunch of exposures out in the world as you go out and about your day and, and, and those sources aren't in your control. It's not your phone, it's the cell tower. Uh, it's not your computer, it's the 30 Wi-Fi networks that are in the area. And so, you know, we have a, a hat, uh, we have men's underwear, we have a, a, a very nice silk bandana, we have a neck gaiter, which is like a neck tube that can be worn like a scarf or a hat. Um, and all of these are great because they can help protect you from exposures that aren't in your control. Last year, we introduced a bed canopy, um, which is a great way to 
to create a shielded space for you to sleep in all. So it protects you. It's very high grade. It protects you all night long, uh, which is not only a significant chunk of your day. It's also a very important part of your day because it's when your body is supposed to be resting and rejuvenating. And if there's a bunch of exposures, right, let's say you live in an apartment building uh, or you live in a house and there's a bunch of cell towers nearby, you can't turn them off at night like you can in your own Wi-Fi network. So that's why the bed canopy, that's why we have the bed canopy. It creates a shielded space for you to rest, relax, and rejuvenate. So right now we have about two dozen products um, and we're constantly working to add more. I'll mention actually our newest product, um, it's on pre-order. We're gonna start, by the time this episode airs, this will be shipping. And it's the it's a wristband. And you know I strongly advise people not to use smartwatches but a lot of people still do. So the wristband is designed to be worn under a smartwatch and deflect the radiation away from your body. So these are the types of products. I will say all of my products are laboratory tested. So all of the claims that I make are backed up by real science and real test data. We also have videos showing how um, you can verify this for yourself with meters. Because I know, you know, when it comes to EMF protection, there's a lot of different options out there. Not everyone is selling products that are based in science and have demonstrable claims uh, and laboratory testing to support those claims. Um, in, you know, in large part because you know this company is built to carry forward my father's legacy, and he was a real scientist. You know, we are basing all of our products on real science, and so that is one of the keys that that differentiates SYB. Ooh, awesome. Awesome. Definitely. I don't have a smartwatch, but I know a few people I'm going to be ordering those for. <laughs> for that reason, intuitively, I was like, yeah, I don't want to be wearing technology even more than I already am. But um, yeah, thank you so much, R, for coming on the show today. It was very informational. But more on the story, people, is you can af- you can protect yourself in your home and also like products with shield your body when you're out and about with the apparel. And I'm sure more and more products through Shield Your Body and other companies will be coming out with this 5G rolling out. I think I hope people are going to start to wake up to this. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it's happening. It's just a slow process. Yeah. You know, there's, a, as I said, EMF is invisible, odorless, tasteless. You, yeah. you can't can't sense it unless you're one of these people that that is very sensitive to the, to the mm-hmm. forces. Um, and it comes from all of these products that we love and we want to love. We love our devices. We love the experiences. So mm-hmm. there's this there's this innate kind of desire to not even want to hear it. Yeah. So it, it, it's a it's a uh, slow process, but it is definitely changing. Every year, more and more people are aware, more and more people are worried, and more and more people are taking action because that is one of the key messages I would like people to take away from this. Even as the exposures keep growing. It is what you do with the technology that is closest to you that can have the greatest impact on your personal exposure and your personal health risk. Awesome. Thank Pardon you. So- okay. <laughs> I was holding in this. Bless you. That was perfect timing. Um, thank you so much for, you know, not only coming here today, but the work that you do, you know, like you said, you're spreading the good word, if you will, People need to learn about this stuff. It's you can't smell it, taste it, or see it. So how are we gonna know? So thank you so much for coming on the show. We end every show the same way. How may we, the listeners, as an act of gratitude, be of service for you today? 
Well, that, that's a great question. Yeah. Uh, it's the first time anyone's ever asked me anything like that on a podcast <laughs> interview, so I appreciate it. I would ask everyone listening to try to just be a little bit more mindful in their relationship with technology. Um, that doesn't mean giving up technology. I hope that's come across from what I've been talking about. But it does mean maybe using it a little bit less and using it a little bit more safely. So rather than talking broad terms, I'm gonna, here's the specific request I have for people. Stop carrying your phone in your pocket or your bra. That one change is going to make a huge difference in your personal exposure. These cell phones are very, very high-powered devices. And when they're carried in your pocket or or your bra, uh, you're getting a full dose of that exposure in a very sensitive part of your body. And you generally do it for extended periods at a time, hours. And so just that's the one request is for people to stop carrying your cell phone in your pocket or your bra. You know, and if then if you're motivated and you like that change, I'd encourage you to download the uh, free ebook that I have posted at shieldyourbody.com slash slash witchy wellness so that shield your body all one word dot com slash witchy wellness and right there at the top of the page there's a you know get the free guide download that guide that has the top five ways that you can make a big difference in your personal exposure and it also explains why those are the top five so you know just remember even though emf is harmful and even though we're all exposed to it uh, all of the time. It's what you do with the technology that's closest to you that has the biggest impact on your personal health risks. So you are in control. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the way.